The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's day is a good show because it's about breasts. And I have done radio shows for 15 years. And I've done a lot of breast shows. That doesn't sound good, but I don't know another way of saying it. So all I can do is, have you read up on that way you're supposed to do the breast exam? And wonder whether you're really doing this so that you can keep your breasts healthy or find out if anything's concerning? Have you been concerned about whether you should do hormone replacement, whether your weight affects your breast health, whether your genetics in your family, again, affects your health? If you've ever been concerned about breast cancer, breast cysts, Breast exams and breast tests. Today is your day because we're going to discuss all things breast, the breast cancer debate. What is normal and what is healthy? In today's world, it's very common that every single year we have a different set of rules. One year was if you get breast cancer, you do tamoxifen for five years and then you don't do it anymore because that's supposed to cause more breast cancer if you take it longer. Now they say the new data, like there's new data, what happened to the old data? Did we lose it? The new data suggests that you keep taking it. I don't understand that. Over and over again, people, it's controversial. Some people say mammograms are the gold standard. Other people are wanting to do MRIs. Some people are concerned and scared, and they want to do ultrasounds or thermograms. So what do you do? Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to find peace with your breasts, whether you're a man or a woman, and how to Look at your whole body's picture and your life so you can create healthy breasts, not to mention all the other organs around them. We're taking your calls. 
816-251-3555 within the U.S. and Canada. But remember, UnityOnlineRadio.org is live, live every Wednesday from 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. But if you can't get on the radio today, I'm going to give you some suggestions. But remember, you can catch this show. If you can't listen live, you can get it on your favorite podcast provider, as well as listen to it live every Wednesday from 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. So, what causes breast cancer? Well, everybody wants to get their breast checks. Everybody's looking at the BRCA gene. BRCA, one, two, how many do they have now? The key is the majority of breast cancers that we get do not, people don't have that gene. That's the first thing. The second thing is there are a variety of risk factors that can increase your risk of getting breast cancer. And there are a variety of life patterns that can decrease your chance of getting breast cancer. In addition, beyond examining your breasts, doing a monthly breast exam, lying down with the arm over your head, which I'll explain in a second, there are a variety of temperaments, patterns in your body, that may indicate, you know what? I wonder whether I could get problems with my breasts. Because there are patterns. People don't look at it that way, but they should. So we'll look at that because it's not all about monthly self-exams. There are other things that about your body and your life that could point, if you don't examine this and try to fix this, it could increase your risk. First of all, the monthly breast exam. When I read this stuff, it made me uncomfortable. First of all, I'm a physician, I'm a scientist, and I've also had breast cancer. Both breasts at the same time, because I don't know, I'm thorough, let's get it out of the way. Even though I'm a physician and a scientist, I had double A breasts, and I never really thought I'd get breast cancer. I know it doesn't make any sense, but I just never did. However, the same idea is with us with men. Men have very small breasts. Men don't think about getting breast cancer. What's the difference? The difference is that women's breasts are more subjected to estrogen, higher estrogen levels and higher progesterone levels. But the fact that men can get breast cancer tells you something. There are other factors that can increase our risk. Think about it. Second, how do you how do you tell if you have breast cancer in your monthly exam? From my perspective, you can't. <laughs> I know they try to get you to do that. That's why you lie down flat on your back, you put your arm over your head, and the theory is this. They say concerning tumors are hard, rigid and have firm angular edges. And non-concerning ones don't, which is the reason why you lay flat on your back, because gravity will make the tissue flop like a pancake, and if normal tissue. But if it's a tumor, it stands up, rigid and hot. 
this is not so <laughs> because I had I saw them on a ultrasound. They were cysts. I mean, like a balloon with air in it, except it was fluid, like a water balloon. And I learned in, more, in medical school that cancer was a solid ball and not a fluid f- filled like a water balloon cyst. So when I saw them on an ultrasound, I wasn't concerned. There were three. They had fluid in them. The doctor took the fluid out and sent it for biopsy. I wasn't concerned. I got my tickets for for Dolly Parton. I know the symbol of breast in the United States. And I was on my way when I got the call. You have breast cancer. How could that be? Because fluid-filled cysts that can lie flat when you lie down can be cancerous too. End of story. So that whole thing, if it lies flat, I don't know about that. What's more important is do your breasts change in time? Does something pop up like a gopher? If all of a sudden things start to appear like gophers, like um, cockroaches, you're like, something changed here. Every once in a year, we start getting ants in the kitchen. Problem. But every spring, we get a certain time, every spring in Maine, no seams. For like two weeks, we get these no seams, these little black gnats, so that you can actually set your clock to them. People are trained to look at scans and they can see no changes over time. So for them, it's like no CMs. That's what's part of your breast. That's normal and that's healthy. You got it? It's only when they start to really appear and really come out, you get a really lot of them, then you have to say, why and why now? That's when things are not healthy and they're concerning. Do you get it? The second thing is you stand up and you look in the mirror. Things have changed. Things have changed. One, they say puckling and dimpling and your nipple goes inward and things like that. The terrain is different. The second thing is if one turns a certain color than another. I can tell you a funny story about that. It's not funny, but it's funny, but it's not funny, but it's funny. So I had breast cancer and I had reconstruction and I had the um, spaces put in, which was terrifying for me because I really didn't know what breasts were like because I never really had them. So they put these spaces in that felt really huge. I, I felt like Dolly Parton. So they felt uncomfortable for me because the one on the right was hanging lower than the left. So I called a friend of mine, Lisa, and I said, what do you see? So I'm on one phone with her, and I have I have the phone in front of my breast, the other phone. And it's FaceTime. And the thing is, in my living room, I have a huge stop sign. I mean, stoplight. Don't ask. I just like stoplights. It's a long story. And so she's looking at my breasts on FaceTime, which should be breast time, but it's a long story. Anyway, so it's breast time on FaceTime. And I said, what do you see? She said, oh, I get it. The left one is different from the right. I went, yeah, it is. What do you see? She said, well, now it's green. Wait a minute. Now it's yellow. And now it's red. I said, you idiot. That's the stoplight lighting on my breast. Oh, she goes, oh, then they're the same. It just so happened because I have scoliosis, one hangs lower than the other. Only a doctor will be able to let you know that 
if there's something different about your spine, which is another example of if there's something different about your body, it affects your breasts. If you've had scoliosis and had a lot of x-rays, x-rays treatment, whether it's from another form of cancer or for spinal problems, which I had, a lot of x-rays can increase your radiation, can increase your chance toward cancer. And then if you put a lot of hormone replacement on top of that, bioidentical, that plus radiation can increase your risk for cancer. That was what they thought might have increased it for me. Plus, I was in a bad relationship. That's for a center. That's the trifecta or the Bermuda Triangle. But there are other models. The most severe, and so they're in Chinese medicine, which I'm sure you've heard, heat or excess. They call it, um, you can get gallbladder problems, feel like pressure underneath your rib cage. You probably had a lot of heavy periods, weight gain. You might have had hysterectomy because of heavy bleeding and fibroids. And you get frustrated and irritable. That is liver heat excess. That whole pattern, whether it's insomnia, irritability, you build up a lot of fat, you tend to get gallstones and constipation. Used to be that surgeons said fat, 40, and fertile, which sounds terrible, but what they're saying is gallstones, people with gallstones tend to have a lot of body fat because their liver is trying to process it. Fertile means you have high estrogen. Higher estrogen, more breast stimulation. You have more body fat. Any fat any weight over 40 pounds, what's considered normal for you, increases your risk for breast cancer. So if you have more than 40 pounds overweight, you have a tendency toward pain in the right upper quadrant underneath where your liver and gallbladder is, the irritable, moody, insomnia, had heavy periods. This is concerning for the breasts. Even if you don't feel cysts, you're like, oh, my God. Because the cysts you used to get in your pelvis that you lost your uterus to, where do you think that heavy estrogen is going to go? It's going to go north toward breastville. Second is, not as severe, a little bit more healthier, but still concerning. You get cystic breasts, you get breast distension, and you get abdominal distension. You have anxiety, a lot of up and down with the abdomen, up and down with the abdomen. And your estrogen and progesterone go up and down, up and down. You're prone to depression and you build up a lot of fluid. Depression is an independent risk factor for breast cancer. That cystic breast, that's stick, stuck liver chi in Chinese medicine. Cystic breasts, cystic hyperplasia, they used to think was normal. But it's a sign that you have too much body estrogen. The estrogen is stimulating your breast tissue too much, and you have to be concerned. Again, constipation makes your body absorb every little bit of fat and increases your chance toward hyperestrogenism, hyperestrogenism. Thus, you want to be concerned, and you want to do things like aerobic exercise every day, like coenzyme Q10 to lower your risk. But then less and less, 
fatigue, dry mouth, occasional breath cysts, which you examine with your daily month, but you also go to your doctor and you figure out a scan that helps that you feel safe with, but you monitor it every year or what they think is appropriate. You get subabdominal pain. You get some irregular menses. You get some moodiness, but it's not as severe as the other two. You don't have wild fluctuations of severe estrogen. But the other more serious problem is a medical intuition fourth center in its deficiency, meaning you're not getting enough, what? Nurturance. You are a breast on a stick, you nurture everybody else, but you don't get enough for yourself. And you hide your emotions behind a brave and stoic face. And you stay in that relationship because you think you have to, to keep the family together, to get the money, for whatever. And you don't complain. That nameless discomfort, that actually they've done prospective studies where they've got people with that characteristic and they follow them forward in the future, those women have an increased risk for breast cancer. So, if you're that kind of person and you need help cleaning up that pattern, that you might not want to do hormones, that you might not want to, um, you might want to focus a lot on breast health and get a lot of treatments for people to help you with breast nurturance health. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about the breast cancer debate. What is healthy and what is nurturance and what is normal? If you can't get on the line today and you want a private medical intuitive reading, you want to go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com, or call 207-846-6475. If you want to know more about medical intuition, you want to learn how to do a reading, and you want to heal mind, body, and soul, consider taking my seven-day certificate training summer camp in medical intuition. It's once a year in July. It's limited to 50 people. Run, don't walk. Go to www.drmonalisa.com. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, or Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. We will go to line four. Eileen, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hello. How are you? I'm okay. How can I be of help? Hi, thank you. So I, uh, about four years ago, discovered I had really severe osteoporosis and wasn't um, gravitating toward any of the medications. And okay, let me so explain I, something. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Osteoporosis, families not giving enough not getting enough safety and security in the world but also fourth center nurturance i see you nurture everybody else but not yourself but you do it for security you figure it's the price you can do for either financial security in the world or to get the status of getting on the ark. Like Noah's ark, the way to get on the ark is in twos. 
They didn't tell you about people sneaking in on a servant's entrance. There were other ways of getting on the ark. They didn't tell you. But suffice it to say, I see someone in your life who's at the end of their rope. You think that their problems are out of your hands. But in many ways, you breastfeed them. You nurture them. And it exhausts you. You donate bone marrow. You donate blood. But if you actually did that, the Red Cross wouldn't take blood from you anymore. You're nurturing them from a place that you have no more nurturance to give. I I don't think there's anyone in my life that I actually nurture. Hold on a second. Who did you live with five years ago? Um, I've been living alone for almost 20 years. Where does your mother and father live? Uh, my mother died when I was young, and my father is um, in another state. How far old is your father? He's 94. What is his health like? Um, he's got Parkinson's and he's in a wheelchair and who, he who seems like he's ready to make his transition. I mean, who, I think he'd like takes, to make his transition. Who takes, who takes care of him? My sisters. My father does not want me to take care of him. And what happened in your life that made you so adverse to human contact? Um, probably my mother dying, but I can't say for sure because I still don't remember my childhood. How old were you and your mother died? I had just turned 10. And when did she die? A brain aneurysm, so it was very sudden. And what happened in your family after that? Well, I blocked out my memory. Okay, so wait a second. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. You can laugh all you want. People yes. don't laugh don't... after an aneurysm. Something right. happened in your family after your mother died and had an aneurysm. You have at least two other siblings? I have uh, four siblings. Okay, so you were left with four siblings and a father. And you are the oldest, the youngest, or in the middle, or where are you? I am am fourth out of five. Somewhere along the line, somebody took care of somebody. Somebody had to be the mother. That was my older sister. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought you didn't remember Oh, sorry. (laughs) I thought you didn't remember anything. But I mean, I I know. Ah, as a... Wait a minute. There is a reason <laughs> okay. why you were so adverse to human contact, and it must have been when your mother died that someone had to stand in her shoes, and as a result, now you feel you bonded to the heavens more than you bonded to people. But 
talk about life force. It's earth force that you're deficient in. Bones mm-hmm. are earth. Right. But you don't have, you blew your nurturance wad in childhood. When kids' mothers die, they stand in for them. Interestingly, you don't remember any of that, but your body does. You lost your roots. And now you say in a very adverse fashion, I don't take care of anybody. And interesting enough, your mother died. So I want you to either talk to spirit about figuring out a way of connecting to earth because that's where the bones are. That's where bones go. They come Mm -hmm. from earth. Minerals is earth. Calcium and magnesium are earth. And you're losing them. But the only way to get them is connections with people. And you don't like that. So life force is not the language you get for getting bones. It's called people. So you have to talk with someone who just happens to be on earth about how to have connections that don't make you feel beholden or dependent. Good luck. You take it easy, okay? We will go to line two. Denise, how can I be of help? Hi, thank you. I have difficulty swallowing, and although I can eat and drink, um, it takes me a very long time. Um, I'm wondering if this is, and I have been checked and have EDGs and so forth, and I'm wondering if this is something I have created um, no, or how to heal. No, you can't blame yourself. You don't create anything. Um, you didn't create it. When you do that, when you think you created something, and we're going to go to break in a few minutes, when you think you created something, you blame it. And, you know, I recently read something on um, New York Times, and it was, if you think you're not doing mindfulness correctly, you're messing it up. Because it's like you're using your mind to question whether you're mindful. If you blame yourself for swallowing, you're analyzing something that, Two-thirds of it, I think two-thirds of it, no, two-thirds of it is voluntary. The lower third is involuntary. And I can tell you, I've actually had problems with swallowing to the point where I used to choke and get, I used to aspirate in my lungs. Mm -hmm. I couldn't help it. So I want you to come back. I want to help you, okay? Okay. When we come back, we're going to talk about the breast cancer debate, what is normal and what is healthy. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. 
Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa. Today's show has been dedicated to the breast health, the breast cancer debates. And we've learned that breast cancer isn't just about breasts. There are a variety of conditions in your body that favor breast cancer development. Of course, majority of people who get breast cancer don't have BRCA2 genes. They just don't. However, if people get breast cancer in your family very early, you know, you have to ask yourself, should I get that test? So you can live your life intentionally. Ask yourself. Don't necessarily immediately get the test. You need to ask yourself this. Second of all, does a personality pattern run in, the fa- run in your family of hiding your emotions behind a brave and stoic face? Staying in relationships that aren't nurturing. That is, a prospective study showed that is an increased risk. Does that mean you're definitely going to get it? No, there are lots of things. One is weight, 40 pounds or more overweight, sedentary, constipation, depression, a variety of ones. Re-listen to the show. You want to listen to the show again? Go to your nearest podcast provider. We will go to line two. Denise, are you there? I am. So I used to have trouble yes. swallowing. And no matter what I could do, I couldn't swallow. You understand? I really tried. And I would choke. And I would swallow and I would get pneumonia. Do you understand? Yes. And, and when I was in the hospital once, they noticed I choked. And then, of course, they brought me down, got an x-ray, and they said, Dr. Schultz, you have aspiration pneumonia. They closed my room. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And everybody had to gown and use precautions to get in the room. So they had to put a gown and a mask on. This was before COVID. I went, this is really overkill. It was ridiculous because I aspirated. And they did the tests that you had. Are you following me? Yes. And they, mm-hmm. The speech and swallow. And they found no reason why I was having trouble swallowing until four years later. I went to Mayo Clinic, and they found it. Do you understand? Yes. I know what it, I know what it is. But when I look at you, first thing I see is you're a very compassionate, very compassionate person. You're all heart. And you feel things very closely in your chest. Mm-hmm. You were the person yes. growing up who felt everybody else's emotions. You were told you were too sensitive. You were too nervous. You were too anxious. And you can't let it go. If someone near you is anxious, depressed, irritable, or has some problem, you carry it. And literally, it goes to your adrenal gland. Your adrenal gland releases epinephrine. It makes the muscles in your body spasm. Spasm! Spasm! Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your lower GI tract will spasm. Overriding mm-hmm. normal peristalsis could get abdominal distension and bloating. You might get um, your blood vessels can go up and down, up and down, up and down with blood pressure. You get dizziness, vertigo, mm-hmm. and a variety of other complaints. I see someone in your life who is a child who has problems developmentally handling relationships either talking 
There's a problem with communication. Who is that person? My daughter, my 19-year-old. There's something genetically or developmentally different about that person. And you feel this, and you carry their anxiety in your chest. And you really worry. Mothers really worry when their kids fall off the developmental curve. It's one thing that COVID prevents us from going out, you know, some of us with the mask and all this stuff, school. Mm-hmm. And it puts a lot of us on ice, which may have covered up your daughter's problems. But now that the world is opening up, you're worried they'll become more and more apparent that your daughter isn't opening up and running with the rest of the herd. Mm-hmm. What is she anxious about? Um, honestly, I don't know. I mean, a specific, I think fitting in. That's I it. think growing up, fitting in. She was bullied um, in middle school um, and not fitting you, in. Forget about the bullying. Yeah. Because I know that that's a label. The yes. thing is, is that I can get into that. All I know is before the bullying, there was something different about her and you knew it, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it wasn't the bullying. Your daughter had a I don't different think, way. I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't, think it was, I don't think it was as pronounced as it is now. That's why. Because this condition gets older, gets more and more exaggerated as you get older. Because communication, especially right brain communication, Nonverbal communication gets more difficult. Starting in middle school, things are not as laid down. When you want something, stand up, raise your hand. There are more nuance, more people flirting, people doing pseudo-dating, things like clicks. People don't have to hang out with friends or groups that their parents set up. Kids have to figure out skills on how to get other people to want to hang out with them. And your daughter didn't develop some of those skill skill groups. Do you understand? Yes. Mm-hmm. You see that. And that, that develops slowly. Who is like her in your family growing up? It was like her probably. Go ahead. Well, I don't know anybody like her exactly. Maybe my husband. Okay, that's it. I said it by accident when I said her her dad. Yeah. It's easier for someone like a man to be this way. Yes. Because society is more tolerant. They become geeks. And they marry a woman who takes care of them. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you take that brain and you dip it in estrogen and you dip it again, no one does that. No one takes care of them, but their mother does. Right. And they try to run interference. Yes. I look at your head. (laughs) I know what you know what I'm talking about. You can't. Yes. Your daughter needs skill. You can't be there all the time. Right. Right. Because, you know, you could, or you could, you know, get rid of every bully in the school, maybe. But then what are you going to do when she gets a job? Right, right. 
I'm trying. Know. I'm trying to let go. I'm trying to. No, 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 no. Yeah. There's a reason why you can't breathe and swallow. Mm. Because you can't. Because you know she's missing some skill. You know, kids when they go in the pool in the Y pool, they get a bubble sometimes, put around their back, and then slowly as they learn how to swim. The bubble is deflated. And so mm-hmm. they're swimming all over the pool and they just got this thing around their waist, but they don't know that they don't need it anymore. Right. Your daughter still needs a bubble inflated by you. Because socially, she doesn't know how to swim without you running interference and carrying her. And that's what scares you. Do you get it? Yes, I do. I, I do. I look at your head. At times I see dizziness, vertigo, and imbalance feeling in your head. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I wonder if yes. women in your family are prone to problems with thyroid. Fifth sense, yes. having a voice and having a say. Oh, my God, yes. you're making this up. You're causing this. What are you doing? Why are you calling my show and, and clogging up the lines? You're not causing this. You're upset. You're scared for your daughter. Right. And so you go to a doctor and they'll say, you know, I think, ma'am, you're anxious. Yeah, you're anxious. Good reason. Right? And if you don't fix this, something else is going to happen. You get it? Yes. Now what do I do about it? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I look at your heart. Mm-hmm. At times I see a pressure in your chest. It's hard to take a deep breath. Yes, that means that you could have muscles spasm in your chest wall. But over time, right. as you get older, progesterone will go down, mm-hmm. and that's GABA, like Valium. And you're more likely to have your heart skip a beat or out a beat. Mm-hmm. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast. At times I see it's an upset feeling in your stomach. Your adrenal right. gland takes whatever body fat you do have, convert it via progesterone to excess cortisol, which is like being on steroids. Right. Makes bacteria mm-hmm. overgrow in your digestive tract. Increases your chance toward having overgrowth of bacteria where your esophagus and stomach comes together. And it feels okay. like heartburn. I see premature changes in your menstrual cycle. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Well, my health concern was the swallowing, but I have had um, been told about the thyroid, and I am on, like, supercharged until I fall asleep. So, And I've gotten thinner as I've gotten older, and that would probably go along with everything that you were saying. Okay. So, listen, the first thing you do is also get a digestive check, a swallow, because sometimes people, if you haven't already, because sometimes people have swallow problems if they have reflux and gastritis. No, I, I don't have reflux and gastritis. I was diagnosed when I was 42. I'm 59 now with gastritis um, and reflux. Okay, and so you want to make I sure you have enough. Habit. You want to make sure you, well, not the intuitive one. You want to, like, you can change <laughs> right. it. You want to get, make sure you have enough B12. That's the first B12, thing. B12, okay. You okay. want to talk to someone about taking passion flower, lemon balm, which is like GABA. Okay. Second of all, you want to work with someone who does DBT or cognitive behavioral therapy to control at least the part of you 
that is intuitively and nervously connected to your daughter's problems. Okay. Then you want to take, talk to that person about your daughter's developmental problems and figure out how you can work with your daughter to get her an evaluation. Okay. To find out what's unique about her brain, specifically her right brain possibly, that makes it hard for her to read social cues. Okay. So like a neuropsych eval or something like that. Okay? Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. No, you're a peach, and thank you for listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa on unityonlineradio.org. <laughs> to get that on so they can, you know, they take <laughs> these things. You take it easy. We will <laughs> go you. to... Thank you. Bless you. That's bless you. We will go to line one. Jackie, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. Um, I'm calling everything you've said so far about the cancer stuff. is It so hits home with me. My mom was had a double mastectomy, and I have had five cancer scares in the last, like, 12 years, um, all of which now I'm, I'm not allowed on any type of hormone or anything because it caused me to have uterine cancer. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're not on, not allowed to be on any hormone. That's hormone that right. you take in your mouth. Okay? I'm sorry? That's hormones that you take in your mouth or on through your skin, right? Uh, right. I, I was taking them through my mouth before. I understand that. However, you do. So those those be maybe bioidentical hormones. Suffice it to say, you are on bioidentical hormones. Did you know that? No, I'm not on any hormones anymore. Yes, you. No, you are. You're oh, like, I am. How? What, how? This woman is not making sense. <laughs> Jack, Jacqueline is thinking. You are. The reason is because whatever body fat you do have, uh, if you're frustrated and sad about a relationship that's walled off, removed, and inaccessible, if you feel sad about that, especially about a relationship that you were trying to have and a third person interfered in the past, then that frustration and sadness that you tried to hide behind a brave and stoic face <laughs> would go to your adrenal gland and your adrenal glands in themselves would take it, whatever body fat you do have, and make estrogen and progesterone. So I'm going to say that again. Got there it. are two organs that you have that make estrogen and progesterone. Before menopause, it is your ovaries. They take body fat and they make estrogen and progesterone. But after menopause, even if you have no blood, saliva, or urine, estrogen and progesterone, guess where it comes from? Your adrenal gland what? and your body fat. Adrenal so you could get blood, saliva, and urine tests for hormones and they'll say, you have no estrogen and progesterone. Not true. Er, wrong. Because all you have to do is look in the mirror. If you're 40 pounds more of overweight, Yep. You have an increased risk for breast endometrial cancer, not to mention all the things that high estrogen causes you to have, including blood clots or heart disease. And in fact, theoretically, you wouldn't even have to do the blood saliva or urine test. All you have to do is look in the mirror. Right. <laughs> you could just look at your ass or your hips and go, hmm, that's about, that's how you do it. And then you look right. at the behavior, you look at the behavior. 
if you took bioidentical hormones and you got your period back, that's all you needed to know. You know that you have too many hormones or you have adequate and you don't want that much. Second of all, but there's more, you already have heavy periods, but you're getting hot flashes and insomnia. Taking bioidentical hormones to stop the hot flashes and the insomnia is just going to give you more estrogen that's going to possibly stimulate other areas, not just end your uterine wall, endometrial problems, but breast. So you have to treat your insomnia, your moodiness, your hot flashes with something else other than something that will stimulate your breasts. Do you understand? Suffice yeah. it to say the real, you do have hormones. All you have to do is look at your tissue, but you can't measure them unless you did a series of biopsies, and that's ridiculous. No one's going to do that. So you look at, first of all, your other risk factors. Depression mm -hmm. is an independent risk factor for cancer. Why? Because it's also for osteoporosis, but we're not going to get into that. Um, because your lymphocytes, your natural killer cells, that go around your body and go, that's a cancer cell. We're going to get rid of that. Chomp, 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 spit it out. It goes around and it corrects for any cancer cells. It's like the garbage man. It picks them up and it spits it out. They don't work if you're depressed. Those natural killer cells take a siesta and they don't work. So if you're, I'm not kidding you. So you have to no. aggressively, to pre, to, to, uh, if you have had so many cancer scares, if you, don't feel depression. I don't care. Dial 1-800. I don't care. <laughs> you yeah. want to treat your white cells with the serotonin receptors right away because you want them to be very happy, happy, happy cells. And there's more. Vis-a-vis the lady of cold who doesn't have, I don't take care of anybody. You want to have people in your life that release opiates, to quote Barbara Streisand, people who need people are the luckiest people, meaning they have natural killer cells that work. But you can't say they the happiest people because they have natural killer cells that work. This doesn't make a good lyrical line in a song that will get you a Grammy. <laughs> so my point is, is you need relationships, vitamin A, that will help nourish you. Not just nourish your mood, but make your natural killer cells work. So from my perspective, you had a relationship dearth with someone who's cold, distant. And even though a relationship is better now, there was upsetness in a relationship that was distant and somehow they were distracted by somebody and you carried upsetness about that behind the brave and stoic face. Do you follow me? Yes, ma'am. And then you don't have to say ma'am. Forget the ma'am. And then there's the alcohol. Alcohol is an independent risk factor. You look at diets that increase our risk for breast cancer. So people go, well, you know, I hear it's the animal meat, right? Extra fat, extra estrogen. So what is a diet that makes you more likely to have breast cancer? The steak with the baked potato, right? The Mediterranean mm -hmm. diet, or let's just get rid of the calories a lot and let's have very little dinner. Let's just have a salad and wine. Which meal is more breast cancerogenic? Do, 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 do. Which one is causes, uh, more likely to cause breast cancer? Would be the What's steak more the likely more risk has a higher risk factor i can yeah, i can actually hum what one it's steak and potatoes 
er, wrong. That's my game show. Nope. Really? <laughs> it's not. It's the wine and the salad. No way. Way. Because, first of all, I can't hum the Jeopardy song. And the reason is, is because it doesn't even sound like the Jeopardy song because it's off key because I have uh, an allergy. <laughs> Suffice it to say, it doesn't have any facsimile to the the uh, the original. The point is, is that alcohol is both a carb and a fat. It's two, two, two problems in one. And that salad is not doing much for you. So, no, even though you're thinking you're doing less toward cancer, you're doing more. Hmm. You're better off having that Mediterranean diet. Did you get it? And a half an hour aerobic exercise every day. You got it? Yes, ma'am. Sorry. that's, it's okay. Don't apologize. So then finally, last but not least, is staying in a relationship that's not nurturance, not nurturing, but don't complain about it and hiding your feelings about it behind a brave and stoic face. Who do you live with? Oh, myself. My little um, eight-pound Pomeranian. You don't want to say you don't live by yourself. You live alone. But you don't want to say I live alone because that sounds like you're lonely. When was the last time you lived with somebody? I lived part-time with my brother, helping him out with his kids for a year and a half, like two years ago. Before that? that. With some friends, probably about, uh, Lord, like 17 years ago. What was the relationship that you were having with somebody in a third person kind of interfered? Me and my brother had a really close relationship, and his last wife, severed that and we were always really close and we didn't talk for years and now he, we're back in each other's life because how, how long ago did that happen um he, like three years you div- you have to diversify because you're hanging out in your family of origin and it's re- relationships and friends are revolving doors one doesn't work yeah. there's another door it's like right. the the elevators at the VA. There's supposed to be eight of them. <laughs> if one doesn't, if one's going up when you need to go down, you get the other elevator. Do you understand? Right. You are missing vitamin R, a critical nutrient. Vitamin Not to a. mention the fact, relationship. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that you live with your brother while you took take care of him. And that's a relationship out of nurturance. On some level, you don't know you're lovable unless you're needed. How tall are you? Five feet. How much do you weigh? Mm, don't have to say. What? Say it again. It, the, the, we're getting static in the air. Yeah. Do I have you're to say that? You're coming, you got me on the private line? Mars. Go ahead. <laughs> say it again. How much do you weigh? I said, can you put me on the private line? <laughs> no, there's no private line. No one knows who you are. As far as they know, you are Sophia L. from Italy, <laughs> who likes so, to eat um, pasta. How much do you weigh, Sophia L. from Italy, who eats pasta? About 220. That's the, so you are in hormone replacement. Right. All well, that body fat. Wait a minute. Yeah. Can you say, I'm on no more fat, uh, hormone replacement? No, no, no. I was going to say, I've been feeling like you're validating my concern. So my I've been feeling that don't I'm... walk. You're going to run and don't walk and go to your nearest bariatric center. 
and you're going to tell them that I've had 12 cancer scares or 25. I don't know which one. Two is a trend, three is a pattern, and four is get me off of this road and ask them how to stop this condition because you haven't stopped hormone replacement. You have all these hormones that you dose yourself every day. If you knew how little I ate because and uh-huh. how much I exercise, sure. and the reason is, is I don't want to get breast cancer again. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything about the things that happened in our past, whether we lost our mother like that lady <clears throat> or we smoked or a relationship hurt us or something. But we can do something to change our present. But we need help. You're going to go to your bariatric center. So you can get rid of the hormone replacement you're using every day. Do you understand? Because it's what I do to stay alive. I can't do anything about the x-ray, x-rays I had when I was 12. Do you understand? Yes, ma'am. I, as far as I was concerned, everybody does something different when they get cancer. For me, I had it in both breasts. I thought I had trouble with bees, so I got rid of the hives. That's how I explain it. However, (laughs) once you have it, you always have the stem cell for it. And so you always have to treat yourself. You're on notice. You're on notice. It's your bodies. We rent. We're a tenant. And we we can get evicted at any moment. Because we live in a month-by-month lease. You're on notice. Your body's told you that 12 times. Good luck. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.